Peace, love, and light. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, gotta give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Nipsey Hussle. Blessings. I believe his birthday was not too long ago, August 15th to be exact. And um, he would have been 35 years old. And with him passing a little a little over a year and a half now, getting close to a year and a half, um, it still feels surreal. Um, I still remember where I was going that day. I was going to see Backyard. And um, I was going to society to see Backyard. And my man P hit me and he was like, yo, you heard what happened to Nip? And I was like, nah, I thought he had dropped some new music or something. You feel what I'm saying? And whole time they said he got hit up, just down the third, and unfortunately the rest is history. Um, but I, I bring that up to say that the individual that he was was more than a human being. He was he was light years beyond his years. You get what I'm saying? And what he possessed was a messianic force or a messianic energy. A lot of that a lot of those energies we find in Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, Stokely Carmichael, individuals who really, in a sense, sacrificed themselves for the betterment of the people, right? And there's plenty of individuals, greetings and salutations, hope the family is doing well. There's plenty of individuals that possess that messianic force that we wait till they pass in order to recognize that within them, you know? And here at 30 Talk with All About Solutions, we have to start not necessarily giving them the flowers while they're here, but recognize what they're saying. <laughs> Sometimes we we ride off people as crazy when they present ideas that are opposite of the status quo. You get what I'm saying? And because of that, we wait till an individual has passed when they can no longer give us information to start hanging on to their every word. You see what I'm saying? So... If anything, we should take heed, pay more attention and, and recognize who has laid the foundation before us or ahead of us. Um, another individual that is born in August that had that has and had and possessed that messianic force was Marcus Garvey, the Honorable Marcus Garvey. His birthday was August 17th. And the reason why he's important, if anybody's not familiar with this messianic, with one of these, with one of our, excuse me, Melanated Messiahs, is that he was the founder of RBG. And that was, hold on, let me go to my notes right quick. The RBG flag, the red, the black, and the green, 
The red representing the blood, the black representing the people, and the green representing the land. And he was a Pan-Africanist. He was an individual that felt that all of the melanated people of the diaspora, of the Americas, of the Caribbean, the European, the Asianic, you understand, the Australian, all, the, all these major continents, uh, for lack of better terms, possess all the melanated people or did or had at one point. And my, the Honorable Marcus Garvey was an individual that wanted to unite all of, all of the people of the diaspora, coining the term Pan-Africanist. I believe individuals might be familiar with um, Dr. Umar Johnson. You know, some people love his antics, some people don't. But nonetheless, the brother spits and delivers valuable information. And he is a Pan-Africanist. He's an individual that wants to unite all of the melanated people of the planet, not just the country. So with Marcus Garvey being one of the individuals that really focused on economic in a time when we were not necessarily fresh out of slavery, but we were coming into our own. This is the 1920s and the early 1930s, okay? And this individual was trying to, Marcus Garvey, was trying to unite the people. And I just want to read a few quotes and just give a few, you know, the few notes that I have. And I often always, I ain't going to say often, always. Every August, I pay homage to Marcus Garvey because people always ask, what are the solutions? You know, we always talk about the, the trials, the tribulations and the traumas, but we don't we don't present any solutions. One of the solutions is we have to have a better understanding of our history and not just the history that we are casually introduced to. Right. Because that information is not outdated, but it's not it's not the best used. It's not what should be used first in this instance. When there's other people, other documents, doctrines, and pieces of information that could be used to help us get a better understanding of the corporation that we live in. Obviously, we're tired of the way that it is, but we're doing very little to try to change it or to unveil what needs to be unveiled. Marcus Garvey, when you hear him speak, he's speaking from a black man from Jamaica in America in the 1920s. And him gathering over two over two million black people in America, starting his own shipping line, the Black Star Line, starting the Universal Negro Improvement Association, the UNIA, right? This is unprecedented. This is unheard of behavior from a black man. That's why there was murder attempts on his life. All right? That's why it was he was constantly in and out of jail for silly little money moves because the idea of a black man galvanizing all of these people in America and showing them a sense and power and self, the opposition couldn't have that. A direct quote from the God, Marcus Garvey, God created us masters of our own destiny, masters of our own fate. You could pay no higher tribute to your divine master than to do what you were created to be. You know? That's real. This is in the 1920s. He's, he's powering up his people. For ages, we have failed to recognize in ourselves the absolute master of our own destiny. This is when we were still reliant on the Caucasian. You dig what I'm saying? This was still moments when we didn't necessarily have our own interests at heart. And you can find plenty of books that he has written or of his speeches. I believe the book I have is a book of his speeches. 
And it was just... I'm not going to say baffling, but it's just crazy for for us to think that we're experiencing what we're experiencing as if it never happened prior. You know, we feel as though that it's fresh. What we're experiencing here in 2020 isn't really new. It's, it's shocking to believe that we are still in this position, but the opposition does a pretty good job of, of fabricating. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And... Unfortunately, we make assumptions. We'll get into that later in the installment. But we, we, as Marcus Garvey said, no man has ever yet seen the Negro fight at his best because the Negro has not yet fought for himself. We're not even at full strength. <laughs> we're, we're still breaking the barriers and breaking the shackles that's, that has been placed on us mentally for 400 years. So when people say, oh, that, that happened so long ago, it doesn't matter. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> because even though you're not a, even though you wasn't in it, in this, in this genesis, in this beginning, you are a direct correlation of benefiting from that. Whereas we had to struggle, fight, struggle, fight, crawl, this, that, and the third for civil liberties. We talked about that on Teachable Moments, the difference between free and freedom. So if we don't even have that understanding, <clears throat> we don't have love for ourselves, we don't have love for our people, we, we're chasing money for the wrong reasons, we're chasing fame for the wrong reasons, of course we're going to be back. We're 400 steps back. <laughs> so let's take time to study our history from an aspect that can rejuvenate us. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Put us in a position where we feel good about ourselves because our history didn't start with us being enslaved. As melanated people, the Hispanic brown person, the Asian brown person, our history didn't start from being enslaved by the Caucasian. We had a great history before that. Marcus Garvey recognized that. He's a master teacher. Nipsey Hussle recognized that. He's a master teacher. Pay homage to our melanated messiahs. On the other side of this break... You're going to see where it leads us. Yes, family, that was Nipsey Hussle, Perfect 10. want to remind the family that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. 2020 is a wild one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The opposition's working overtime to keep us on our toes. And we have to remain sound. We have to remain solid. You see what I'm saying? And... Nipsey often talk about that. A lot of our melanated messiahs talked about being sound within ourselves. Excuse nature in the background. 
it's morning time as I record. And I just want to remind the family that we have to take advantage of the opportunities. Um, 2020 has presented opportunities, even though it has shown and reared its ugly head. Um, nonetheless, opportunities still present themselves. And I don't want us to get so entangled <laughs> and caught up in the bullshit that we're not recognizing the opportunities that are in front of us. And a lot of the times we don't recognize those opportunities is because we we assume we have predisclosed notions, you know, assumptions keep us back in a way. And we're going to kind of we're going to discuss that. But then we're also going to look at the solutions as well, because I don't want to always as we hear, excuse me, as we often say here at 30 Talk, we don't want to harp on the negatives. We don't we don't want to spend time on this on what has already happened unless we're using it as a tool to move forward. If if we're harping on the past, one of the reasons why we make assumptions is because we're stuck in the past. If we're going to rely on the past, we're going to make sure that in, that the information that we collect from the past is useful moving forward. Assumptions rely on old information to fill in the blanks or connect the dots. We don't recognize the opportunities moving forward because we already have a predisclosed notion of of what to expect. We're making assumptions. Because we're relying on what we've already experienced too much. There's a thing as reference. You feel what I'm saying? We can, re- we can refer to something. You get what I'm saying? But if we are relying on a piece of information, a belief, a deity, a government, <laughs> and, we're, and we're making assumptions about it, we're not, we're not seeing it for what it is. We're not looking at it in its totality. I think a word I've been coming, coming across lately is holistic. We have to put everything in consideration. We can't just assume that it's going to be all right if we're not putting forth any type of effort to make sure that it is all right or okay or subpar. So assumptions, if we want to get past assuming, we have to stop relying on past information. When we make assumptions, we miss opportunities, as I stated. Assumptions that we... Excuse me. Assuming that we don't possess the necessary skills to achieve what we want to acquire. Um, let me read that again because I don't want to confuse the family. Excuse me. When we, when we make assumptions, we miss opportunities. We miss opportunities because when we assume, we are assuming that we don't possess the necessary skills to achieve what we want to acquire. Assumptions, in my mind, now that I think about it, is like bag lady Erica Badu. We want to keep so much around us because of the nostalgia factor, you know, uh, how it makes us feel. And I try to, when I have conversations with people, I kind of put in perspective that because we placed something down, doesn't mean that we have to forget it. We can always remember where we placed it. But we don't have to keep tugging it and dragging it along everywhere we go because it becomes weighing. It becomes taxing. So then now we're not giving ourselves an opportunity to achieve what we actually want because we keep dragging this dumb shit with us. We're relying on old information, old habits, old loved ones, old love interests, you know, and it makes errors in our judgment and actions when we assume. We 
we're not level-minded. Well, we're narrow-minded. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Before we assume, let's be sure to gain an understanding on why we want to make those decisions. Let's think things through. I said that on an installment. I think you guys, I think the family should revisit that. We have to think things through. We have to be able to put ourselves in a position to look at everything that's presented. That way, we don't have to assume. And these are just a few things that I found on the internet that was that stood out to me. And I, want, and I wanted to share that with the family because I make assumptions all the time. And I'm pretty sure we're all making assumptions moving into voting season, you know, moving into further along in this pandemic, you understand? And we can make assumptions. If we, if we want to know, we can find on our own. We shouldn't have to rely or wait or assume. We should just go get. That's why instead of making assumptions, I wrote a list of things down as far as solutions. If we don't want to make those assumptions, what we can do, we can ask questions. All right. Don't just rely on what somebody tells us or the news tells us or these so-called doctors, because there are all types of doctors. Just a quick rant moment on this pandemic. There's some people we're, we're, we're choosy. We're all choosy. We're choosy individuals. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a race, as a human race, we're choosy. We're going to pick and choose what we like, what fits us, and we're going to rock with that. That's cool. But because people choose to stay away from the majority of what people like to think about and think to do, we often get chastised. And I want to remind the family that if you're getting chastised for question, questioning what's going on around you, you are the same one because those types of reactions is trying to keep us in a box, keep us confined. So if you ever feel yourself feeling or being confined, the best way I feel as though to get yourself out of this, out of those situations is ask questions. And be mindful that the people that are around you might still feel comfortable in that box. So if you don't want to make assumptions about what's going on in that box. Just ask questions. Assess your beliefs. All right. Reflect on where we got our assumptions from in the first place. Um, a lot of times our assumptions comes from, you know, how we've been taught, how we've been raised, what we were grown, grown or groomed to believe, you know, um, especially now that I'm at this part of my journey moving forward. I don't. I, I try to find comfort in discomfort. So then that way I'm always on my toes. I'm always asking questions because we spent a lot of time in a, in a, in a sleep state. You know, we've been rocked to sleep pretty good. So I, wanna all, I want to continue to stay proactive, ask questions, don't assume. You know what I'm saying? Agree that, agree that I don't have everything in control. Like some things are out of my control and understanding how, I guess, you know, boundaries or limits, whatever term you choose to choose to use. I don't have to make assumptions about my limits if I know who I am as a person. You know what I'm saying? Some things I can't control. Well, let's focus on the things that I can't control. I don't have to assume. And those are the perspectives that, well, these are a few perspectives that I want to just throw out there to provoke thought, to invoke thought. 
and to see where it leads and how we can um, move our conversation forward. We have one more break and then we're going to close out. Yes, family, that was Knowledge, 1988. Very good listens, very good vibes, very good feels. Check it out. And shout out to everybody that was born in 88. It was a good year, man. It's a good year. <laughs> shout out to everyone. How about that? But especially the people born in 88. <laughs> but um, to close this out, good family, I just want to, I just want us to, Find our happiness and don't rely on someone or something or a deity to give you or deliver your happiness. Sometimes you got to get it yourself. Sometimes we have to recognize it within ourselves. It just depends. And the opposition, like I always say, is working overtime to keep us second guessing, to keep us doubting. And we don't have to. Well, we shouldn't have to. We should rely on ourselves. And then if we can't rely on ourselves, then we should have a community or a circle of individuals that can rejuvenate us when necessary. And I want us to find those people, find those individuals. I want, it, I want us to find that within ourselves, right? I want us to practice patience. <laughs> I want us to also... Practice having good pride, having good ego, not relying on our lower selves. I want us to continue gaining momentum, right? We still got four and a half, what, five months left, give or take. Yeah, four, four months left. Um, yeah, let's, let's gain some momentum. Let's, let's continue to move in a positive direction. We already see what's in front of us. Let's now put our emotions aside and maneuver through this course, right? And and take time to congratulate ourselves. Take time to continue to put forth the effort. Keep the wheels turning, you feel me? And to close this out, gaining momentum, I feel as though is something that we should focus on right now, especially with all the distractions that are put in place to slow us down. We have to forget about the normal or what is considered normal, right? I had an installment where we talked about the difference between natural and normal. We won't, we won't get into that right now, but understand that there is a normalization process happening. And if we're not cautious enough, we can fall victim to routines that can be considered normal that aren't natural, all right? And especially if we're trying to keep the momentum that we have, we have to remember what we're doing it for and not focus on what's considered normal in society. We have to practice the 80-20 um, production versus consumption. We have to have 
80% production being not just producing a product worth buying, but producing something that can help us better the betterment of ourselves. You get what I'm saying? Like, I have to produce a routine, produce a habit, produce an eating regimen. You see what I'm saying? Something that keeps me productive. And then only 20% of my time I'm consuming. Consuming bad eating. Consuming too much drugs and alcohol. Consuming too much um, useless sex. You see what I'm saying? All the all the aspects of life that we are taught to enjoy can, you know, be burdening, I should say. We cannot forget the envision. You know, we have to continue to put forth the effort, put forth the effort to achieve exactly what we're looking for and not what we find titillating along the way. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And I know it can be difficult to remember what we're doing it for when we get um, derailed, you know what I'm saying, disappointed, things of that nature. But remember that the strength that our creator gives to us remains in us, regardless of how how bad the opposition tries to strip us of that. We still possess it, and we have to remember that the great divine speaks in signs. We have to keep our, our keep our eyes open in our and our ears clear. <laughs> and that's how, um, excuse me for stumbling, that's how my master teachers relay the information to me. So each one teach one. And lastly, family, we have to, to, we have to develop and grow 1% each day. Every day I have to grow 1% in some area, in some form, in some aspect. If I want to gain momentum, if I want to keep momentum, I have to grow 1% every day. That's imperative. It's important. And if we want to overcome this, I don't even really know what to call 2020 at this point. If we want to overcome that, we have to grow within ourselves 1% every day. And yeah, that is, that is, that is today's installment, Good Family. Um, just a few housekeepings before we go. If you want to get in contact with me, him underscore not underscore them on the IG. Yeah, thanks to, I want to give thanks to all the listeners, all the con- contributors, you understand? The people who keep this platform up, man. Uh, I appreciate the conversations. I appreciate the input. I appreciate everything. Everything that people has have to offer when it comes to, you know, making sure that this shit click on all cylinders. And like I often say, it's not a me thing, it's a we thing. And I want to continue to grow and build on that. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, read a book. Peace.